InfoTrack continues. Once again, here's Chris Whitting. Friendships can be complicated, but finding new friends and keeping them doesn't have to be difficult at all. Here with the story, InfoTrack's Gina Tedesco. Gina? Thanks, Chris. Joining us now is Laura Tremaine, who's out with The Life Council. The book is designed to help women manage friendships or even release friends, all of which can be difficult in our busy lives. Tremaine hosts the podcast, 10 Things to Tell You. Laura, although your concepts are aimed at women, it seems many of your ideas are perfectly applicable to men, are they not? They absolutely are. I was not trying to exclude anyone by the subtitle 10 Friends Every Woman Needs, because I do think this concept is universal. And your book mentions, of course, a life council. Tell us exactly what that is and what does it do for us? So the life council concept is similar to what we would think of with like a board of directors for a business. People with different strengths, right? You have someone who's really good at finances and someone who's really good at creativity, I put this concept to our lives, to our friendships, and seeing who brings what to the table. Not that we're a business by any means, but just sort of leaning into our strengths and seeing like who in our life is a mentor, who is best at having fun, who is a nurturer, all these different roles in our lives. Instead of thinking that all friends can be all things all the time, because that's just impossible and it sort of leaves us feeling disappointed. Now, let's drill down on that right now. You mentioned 10 types of Life Council friends that we might seek or identify. Select two or three that we might most likely need in our lives and what these types of friends do for us. Okay, well, I have two types of friends that I think are really valuable out of the 10. These are the two I want to highlight. One is, I call it a fellow obsessive So this is just a friend who is obsessed with the same thing that you are obsessed with. And don't be derailed by that word obsession. Just the things that we find fun. Maybe you're really into a TV show. You're really into a certain workout or a band or whatever it is that you are obsessed with. Having a friend that is also obsessed with that thing makes it that much more enjoyable. The other friend that I think is so underrated is the new friend. Now, old friends get all the glory, right? Everyone wants to have an old heart-to-heart friend. But new friends are so valuable because they are meeting you where you are in your life right now. And ostensibly, most of us have fought really hard to become who we are right now. So making a new friend doesn't have the baggage of sometimes old friends. They're not holding you to an old standard. They are meeting the newest version of you. And even though new friends can be a little bit more work, let's say, it is so satisfying to meet a new friend right now who likes you for who you are in this moment. And just to be clear, as you're hinting, these friends are not necessarily all new friends that we'd have to go out and seek and find, but people we're already friends with that we characterize? Exactly. In fact, the new friend is the only one on the Life Council that I write about that sort of requires the newness. All of the rest of the friends are over the course of your lifetime. So you're not going to have all 10 of these archetypes all at the same time. Some of them are specifically seasonal, like the mentor, for example. You're not going to have a mentor at every stage of your life. That might be in the beginning of your career or, you know, a spiritual mentor. 
So these are 10 different friends that happen over all of your lifetime. And besides the new friend, I'm really encouraging readers to look at the landscape of their existing life. See who's already there that can fill some of these roles, some of the people in our lives that we just sort of dismiss because they're just a coworker or just a neighbor. They can really fill in parts of our heart and be very fulfilling, those relationships, if you look at them in a slightly different way. We're visiting with podcaster Laura Tremaine about her book, The Life Council. It contains advice for women and men to manage friendships. You say, Laura, that when you understood the roles of certain friends, that you found acceptance for different types of friendships, and that in turn allowed you to let go of disappointments and sadness. How so? I think a lot of us take the ideas from pop culture or movies or songs about what best friends should be, that it should be like a best friend soulmate, that we should always connect with our friends on a deep level, that our friends should show up with soup when we're sick, like all of these sort of ideas around friendships that we think are the best ideas. And that if we don't have those things, then we don't have good friends. And a lot of us don't have all of those things. And so we feel a lot of loneliness. Loneliness is an epidemic in America right now. And so I really wanted with the book, because this is a process that I went through with myself in a period of loneliness, I wanted to encourage people to look around and see all that they have, even though it might not look like the movies, that friendships might not look like what you expect in adulthood, that there are people around us, a life council, if you will, that can really enhance our whole lives. Many women say their husbands are their best friends, but you imply that idea can cause problems? How so? I don't even imply it. I say it outright directly. <laughs> One of my core friendship philosophies, I have five core friendship philosophies in the book, and one of them for me is your spouse is not your best friend. And I feel like whenever I say this, people kind of raise their eyebrows or people assume my marriage is in trouble or something like that because we have gotten so accustomed to this idea that we are marrying our best friend. And I understand why we do that. The person that we marry, we hope, you know, is the closest person to us. But for me, in my marriage, it caused a lot of problems to expect my husband to be everything all the time. I just get a different sort of fulfillment from my girlfriends. We laugh, you know, we tell stories, we talk for hours. It's really a different relationship than I have with my husband. And expecting him to fulfill all of that need, it caused a lot of strife. When I realized I could have my husband, who is my partner and my co-parent and all of those things, and then have my best friends, and those are different relationships, it made my marriage better. One more thing you advise is to be something of a cheerleader for your friends, supporting their successes. Now, that seems kind of self-evident, doesn't it? So why don't some people support their friends? Well, I put this in the framework as another one of my friendship philosophies that I call like every selfie. Now, this is a little bit aimed at our online digital lives, but the truth is sometimes it is hard to cheer on our friends. We have sometimes jealousies or insecurities, and they come up when we see our friends doing something great or really succeeding. We think that they don't maybe need that encouragement. We try to stuff down our own feelings of jealousy or lack. 
And I feel like if we could just metaphorically and literally like every selfie, just cheer them on at the lowest bar possible, quick texts, quick comments, and just tell them how much we appreciate them, what they're doing is great. Instead of getting all tangled up in our heads, there's so many reasons that we get tangled up in our heads about like, well, I don't want to like every selfie. I don't want to cheer them on at every turn. It will make not only them feel better to be cheered on, it will make you feel better to cheer someone else on. It's not inauthentic, it's relational. And finally, when we're growing apart from a friend, how do you break up with that friend? Oh, this is such a big topic. This is such a big topic. I do think that most friendship breakups do not require like a sit down, big drama filled talk. Unless there has been like a very specific transgression where you do need to have a talk like that. I think the kindest thing to do is what seems to happen for most of us naturally, a friendship fade. Like it just fades out with nothing but love. There's a difference between having a friendship breakup because there has been a real rift or something that needs to be addressed. You need to stand up for yourself. And when there needs to be just the natural distancing of friends that happens for all of us. Laura Tremaine, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. For InfoTrack, I'm Gina Tedesco. You're listening to InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know.